how hot is it there today? It's it's pretty hot. I'm like sitting by the window. I don't know exactly the temperature. I mean, it's the middle of July, I guess, but it's it's definitely in the okay. It says it's uh, 81 here only right now, but it feels like a lot hotter. I'm in my bedroom, which is the hottest yeah. hottest room in the apartment. But just think in in Muir, Minnesota, it's very very cold. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I thought this was going to be a fruitful form of conversation. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to Out of Contracts. It's a podcast where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle, but with the goatee. Yes. <laughs> Well, none of, unfortunately, less of that in this. There were no goatee. I did, I did write that down. Yeah. Um, so this, uh, this podcast, we watch a random episode of any of the Star Trek shows. Um, and this time we watched uh, Deep Space Nine, Season 2, Episode 23, Crossover. Uh, the, it was written by Peter Allen Fields and Michael Piller. I think we've seen some Michael Piller stuff yeah. before. And um, it was directed by David Livingston, uh, who really, really got in there from a directing standpoint, I think, uh, based on some of the shots in this in this uh, episode. <laughs> but um, not, not necessarily a bad thing, not necessarily a good thing either. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get, get into it. So uh, the, the, the memory alpha uh, summary here is... An accident inside the wormhole sends Kira and Bashir into the Mirror Universe, where Klingons, Cardassians, and Bajorans rule over their human slaves. So, uh, for those unfamiliar with Star Trek, uh, the Mirror Universe is a concept that uh, first appeared in one episode of the original series, where which they talk about in this episode, where uh, Captain Kirk, uh, there's some kind of transporter accident, and he gets transported into basically an evil version of the Enterprise that works for an evil version of Starfleet, where almost everyone on the ship is the same people who were on the ship in the in the regular universe, in our universe, but they're all bad. Yeah, it's a very... The good guys are evil, the bad guys are good, everything is just almost kind of exactly one-for-one one flipped. Yeah, and Spock in the evil universe has uh, a goatee, which is... That's why I'm very making that joke earlier. Just Because jokes are only funny if you have to explain them. So, exactly. um, uh, <laughs> um, so in this uh, in this episode of DS9, um, Bashir and Kira, so the doctor and the first officer, they're doing something for some reason. Uh, they're on a ship and they have to... They're going back to through the wormhole to to Deep Space Nine, and while they're in the wormhole, something goes wrong, and they end up on the other side of the wormhole, but they end up in all, in the Mirror Universe, and we get to find out a little bit of what the Mirror Universe is like in an area that's not controlled by evil Starfleet, a.k.a. the Terran Empire. I lose what they're called. Um, the, the Mirror Universe pops up a little bit in a few different series. I don't think it's ever in... Yeah, this is what I wondered. Is Does it happen in TNG, or is this the first... Because it seems like just the way that they deal with it kind of makes it seem like this is the first time we've had the Mirror Universe since the original one. I believe that's correct, yeah. I know there's some stuff in... Uh, I almost hate to spoil this for you, but I mean, this is the nature of the podcast. There's some stuff with the uh, Mirror Universe in uh, Discovery. Okay. And I think maybe in Enterprise, too, there's some stuff. But I think this is the first time since the original series that the Mirror Universe has happened. 
So this is the this is only the second time we've been to the mirror universe. So I assume it probably doesn't happen in Voyager, but who knows? Would you? Do you know? There, do you I don't remember. I think there's at least one episode where it starts out and you think it's a mirror universe episode, and then it's something else instead. Voyager does some weird stuff, but I don't think they do mirror universe. Okay. So there's a weird comedy scene at the beginning before. <laughs> Before they actually go to the mirror universe, which it was when I kind of noticed the direction at first, because there's this kind of, there's a shot where you can see um, Kira and Bashir in the same shot, where the camera's like really, really close up on Kira's face, and it holds there forever. Like, there's just a really, really long shot of, of them, just kind of, which I think was effective, because it just is kind of showing how Bashir is just kind of annoying Kira, because he just won't let her meditate, and it's kind of like too talkative, and is being distracting and, and weird. So, so this episode or this opening scene kind of made me wonder like exactly how many episodes of, of deep space nine start out with a scene that establishes that Kira just doesn't get along well with anybody else. <laughs> I have to say in this, I feel like there's, there's been a lot of them where it starts out with just like Kira's either like fighting with someone or annoyed by someone or someone's telling her that she needs to be nicer and yeah, I, and I, I feel like I, I want to like her, but just the way her character is portrayed is... I, I find her I found her pretty unpleasant so far on the show. Uh, but that being said, I did empathize with her in this episode because I also don't really... I've not really enjoyed Bashir that much either. And he did... The stuff he was doing was pretty annoying. So I did have a little empathy with her. I don't really know why they did this in this episode because... It would seem like it would be a setup for them to be like, oh, we can get along and respect each other now. But then that doesn't really, they're actually spend most of the rest of the episode apart. And so it doesn't really seem like there's any kind of like thematic play into the rest of the Yeah, the show. I kind of half expected the end to be some sort of callback where like, then when they're on the, the shuttle coming home, like they kind of revisit this and it turns out that they actually do, do like each other, you know, that it sets up something the changes in their relationship, and it doesn't really seem like it ever does. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they they kind of warp. They they go through the, the wormhole, and they when they get out, Deep Space Nine is not where it's supposed to be. They're but they're by Bajor, but uh, although for some reason we never actually see the planet of Bajor, presumably because they could save a little bit of money. But um, Deep Space Nine is not there. It is orbiting the planet elsewhere, and a couple of very fearful and um, deferential. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, Klingons kind of intercept them. And then when they see who she is, they get very scared and escort her back to Deep Space Nine. And that's another scene where there's some, some very interesting, like close up weird angle camera shots yes. of like the people's nostrils, essentially. Yeah. The camera is like on the floor shooting up, shooting up at everybody, which was not, I don't know. I'm not really sure what the, what the effect was that we were supposed to. Yeah, if they were just going for a get like, off of that, but this is a strange place. Things are different here. Yeah, the cameramen are very short. <laughs> but uh, so they go to they go to Deep Space Nine, and it turns out that in they're in the mirror universe, and Kira in the mirror universe, Kira is the is in charge of Deep Space Nine, and um. She's in charge of this alliance, it seems like, between Klingons and Cardassians and Bajorans, which is a big deal because I believe in the 
regular universe, Bajor was kind of very messed up by Cardassians. So that's that's a pretty big difference, I think. If I if I yeah. if I'm getting my alternate my my like future history correct, right. and that's that I feel is something that they could have done with this episode that they didn't really is that because Kira as a character is like she she is a Bajoran and she's kind of a big motivation for her has always been. Uh, getting Bajor a fair shake, and she's she was a freedom fighter trying to defend Bajor against the Cardassians before she, you know, she's always been very much an advocate for 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 the Bajorans, and so I feel mm-hmm. like you could have some sort of conflict, like internal conflict with her of just like, well, should I stay here because here Bajor's this like powerful and respected, and things are so much better for us here. I don't know. I feel like if if I were telling the story, I would focus on on that. You have Bashir want to go back because. It sucks for humans here, and humans are pretty dominant in the regular universe. And Kira mm-hmm. has to like decide whether or not she wants to go back, or if she wants to stay here because it's better to be the Joran here. I don't know. I feel like you had the potential for that kind of story, and and they didn't take it. It's just both of them are just trying to get back, and that's just what they're trying to do the whole time. Right. And the the um, Kira. So they they come to the station and they find that that it's being run by by this mirror version of, of Kira, mm-hmm. who is, I, I don't know, what, what did you think of that that character, how she was, right? I don't know. I didn't really, didn't really like it. I, it, it, it. She was just kind of very, like, she was very kind of scenery-chewing, but not really in, like, that fun of a way. She's just kind of like, ooh, well. Like, and it se- like she clearly, like, seems sexually attracted to... Uh, arc here, which is kind of interesting, I guess, but doesn't really nothing really happens with that. I gotta admit, man, I was just really distracted by this episode because I didn't. I think two things. I think one, the first, the the mirror, the mirror universe episode of the original series is it's got some stuff. In it. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but my recollection of it is that it's got some stuff in it that's like kind of serious, but also it's like a pretty fun episode and. I don't think it necessarily takes itself too seriously, or if it does, it takes itself seriously in the way that a '60s drama takes itself seriously. You know, where they're they're not going to like show like too much of like really terrible stuff or anything like that. Yeah, it's just you're like the humans are bad in this universe, and they're fighting against the yeah. Klingons who are good here. Yep. And you know, having seen this episode, and especially having seen this stuff with the mirror universe in Discovery, I don't really know that I like or think that it's a very good use of the mirror universe to be serious like you know in in discovery there's like you basically find out that the mirror universe is essentially like a hellscape where basically like one of the main characters in in that show like accidentally eats her like the mirror universe version of like one of her friends and it's like that's i don't really I don't really want that. Like, that's not really what I want out of this. Yeah, I think and the that's, worst that's thing that happened felt- in, in the original series, Mirror Universe, is that everyone wore these little communicator badges were actually these, like, torture devices where yeah. their commanding officer could, like, shock them and they would feel pain. And I think that was yeah. kind of the most... That- and that's, uh, like, I don't know. I just didn't really... It was not fun to... Like, this episode was not a fun episode, really. It kept on having the potential to be fun, because you'd be like, oh, there's someone who's different. Yeah, oh, look, Cisco's a pirate here. Yeah, but th- it wasn't fun, though. It was just kind of like, okay, yeah, all right. You know, like, they're yeah. just all being mean. 
I, I don't know. I just didn't. I, I think that that's one thing. And then the other thing is just that, like, I don't. Uh, I was just really distracted by the rules of, like, it seemed like there were so many coincidences, but then like not <laughs> enough. Where like it, you know, on the on the the original series episode, he goes over to the Enterprise. I think he's on the Enterprise like the whole time. And so it just does seem like it's just kind of a mirror universe of yeah, the Enterprise, it's, it's the where it's like career, everybody's right? there, yeah. and it kind of, you know, if you don't think about it too hard, it kind of all makes sense. But adapting up to the larger world, and like as this episode does, because this episode basically explains that after, after the original series episode, that basically good Kirk convinced Mirror Spock to not be a huge jerk, and so he yeah. fought to make the. Uh, Terran Empire good guys and kind of put a lot of like reforms in and stuff, but then that just led the the alliance, which is the the Bajorans and Cardassians and Klingons, that let, that gave, that that created a power vacuum and so they started kind of gaining more dominance and now they have actually enslaved a lot of people from Earth who have kind of come into like their their territory, and opening up that broader world, I just kind of had all these questions about. It just seemed like there are too many coincidences. Yeah, it does. It I don't know why all of the same characters ended up on Deep Space Nine then, because like O'Brien should be on the Enterprise, Cisco should be off on you know in Starfleet, or professional baseball or something. Yeah. yeah, like why? Why did they? How did they all end up on Deep yeah. Space? Just to, coincidentally, the same people ended up to be on Deep Space Nine. Right. That's that's. I, as I started thinking that right when, you, as you said, like when you see O'Brien, because O'Brien uh, is like the kind of engineering chief of Deep Space Nine. But if you have seen uh, the the Next Generation, he is kind of like he he runs the transporter for the first like half of of Next Generation, and then he transfers over to Deep Space Nine. And so, if Deep Space Nine has never been a Starfleet or a Terran Empire owned base. It doesn't make any sense why he would just happen to have been captured and then sent there. Yeah, like unless unless and like also, there's some there kind of weird a, because he seems surprised that he like has a wife and kid. So are there not mirror versions of Keiko? Is she not a major enough character to have a mirror universe version? It's just very it it, it is kind of the problem with calling something a mirror universe is is what exactly is it like? How perfectly does it reflect our universe? Right, because it, it seems like. It almost seems like the universes have some kind of effect on each other where, you know, like if O'Brien goes to Deep Space Nine and one, he's going to end up going there and the other. But then, you're right, like you said, like there's no Keiko and it really doesn't hold up under a lot of scrutiny, yeah. which is like fine. And there's no there's no Bashir, which is like this weird thing that's never kind of addressed. Well, I looked that up because and I'm not sure about this. I, th- I think that because I think this is the first time that they go to the mirror universe, but I think what they're setting up. Uh, from what I could tell from doing a little bit of research, I think is that Bashir might be like kind of like a a resistance. I don't know. I, I, I because Bashir is because they go back to the mirror universe later, and Bashir is there. Oh, really? And, I believe. And, and but I at first I thought that like Bashir was like the president of the Terran Empire or something because when uh, he goes to the mines and Evil Odo is there running the mines, which also their mines. It seems like there are mines on Deep Space Nine. Space Station. Uh, but uh, the the it just seemed like they were oh, like, well, man. what's the bad thing that gets hap- that happens to people? Well, they get sent to the mines. Well, I guess there's mines on the space station. 
<laughs> I didn't even think of that. Oh my goodness. But yeah. Because it, it, it does, because they are on the space station. Like, I think later on, like, someone talks about, like, or it, it's an R processing center, but then they also do refer to it multiple times as the mine. So I don't really know. But um, the. So, because when he goes to see, when he goes to Odo at the mines, Odo asks him what his name is, and he says his name, and then Odo is like, is that kind of some kind of a joke? And then they never address why he says that. So I was kind of thinking, it, is it a joke? Because, like, that would be like if I went somewhere and then they said, what's your name? And I said, Abraham Lincoln or something. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. like where I, it seemed like that was a hmm. famous name by by his reaction. But uh, maybe maybe it's not because I, I did look it up and he is in a later episode, but I don't think he's. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like either like the way what I, what I read about him, like. Yeah. See, I just interpreted that because that, that scene I just read is like because humans kind of don't really have names there you know they're all just called by by some like number designation oh they don't maybe you're right that, that's why i thought he was he was saying it but yeah that yeah i don't know it was well he is he is in a later mirror universe episode there is a okay. character from what i could tell so uh from looking it up i, I didn't look to, look too much about what his deal was though but i was i was also kind of confused by that and i don't know and it's like it doesn't really hold up the scrutiny and i think that's okay but if something doesn't hold up to scrutiny, don't put it in an episode that invites scrutiny or, you know, like, like call attention to it. Yeah. Like I, I have like a little piece of kind of writing advice that I might give to someone, which is that, you know, when you, when you do an interview, try to, uh, try to get as much information as you can, more information than you could even use because you never know which information you're going to get. But if you end up, writing the interview or writing a story and you can't go back and you, and you, and you, you, there's, you find something that you would have included in the story, but you don't know what it is. And if for whatever reason you can't, you know, talk to the person you talked to before and get clarity, you write kind of right around that. Like, right. Like don't lead the, don't lead your reader, your audience to ask that same question and then not exactly the answer to it. Like if you don't know like the exact title of something say i mean this is a bad example but because i feel like usually like you should know that you should ask that kind of question if you're doing an interview but like if you like say you don't like know like the exact day or you don't know like exactly how old someone is even or something like don't write it so that you're causing the audience to immediately think like well when did that actually happen or what day did that actually happen or whatever like you know you kind of i don't like that's really bad storytelling you you know, you just but you don't emphasize something that you don't have the answer to and i feel like that's what this episode kind of was doing was kind of like emphasizing all those stuff where, yeah. I, where i would just say wait what like that how does that work you know um because yeah. the i don't know i guess the question with with the mirror universe and the kind of the problem that happens with the continuity with it is like at what point is it is it supposed to be like an opposite reflection of the way things are right now at whatever point they go over or just like, well, we, what if we take deep space nine? Cause that's what the original one was, right? Is it was, what if it's the enterprise mm-hmm. and we just flip everybody and mm-hmm. this doesn't seem to, but like, is it supposed to always be that or is it a more of a projection of like how, like if you kind of have these two universes that are different at a certain point and then they play out logically from there, like they would continue to change and like different things would happen. And I think this, I think in this episode, they can't really make up their mind because they like at some points when they're telling the story, they make it sound like that, that, you know, there was this thing that happened in the mirror universe in the original series. 
And then this is what happened in the mirror universe after that. And this is the mm-hmm. eventual result of that. But then at the same time, they try to make it a mirror universe like the original series where, you know, then they go back to like, well, what if Odo's evil and Cisco's a pirate and Quark is a, you know, really nice guy. But Quark still kind of seems still kind of Quark, though. <laughs> yeah, he's still like a scoundrel, but he's kind of helping out the good guys. But he already kind of that's already kind of what he does. Yeah. In, in the uh, the other um, show, because even because like he get, he kind of gets found out that he's helping humans escape. But then he immediately cops to it and confesses, you know, and it seems like he's ready to kind of be turncoat, which is seems pretty consistent for Quark based on uh, what we've seen of him so far on the show. So, yeah, he just kind of yeah. seems like the same dude. That would have been funny if he was the one with the goatee, though. Um, <laughs> Quark, by the way, for, I don't know we've talked about this for a bit, but like Quark, Quark is the uh, Ferengi character who runs a bar on on Deep Space Nine. I don't, I don't know if we mentioned that last, last time we recorded. Yeah. Well, so then just kind of going down that thought made me wonder, like, kind of more existentially, was the Mirror Universe actually created at the point of the original transporter accident? And then that was where they diverged? Like, at what point is it a, a mirror? Because, you know, then if you think backwards the other way, like, well, how would things have had to play out to the, the amount of coincidence it would take for all of the same crew, even on the original Enterprise, to end up on the same ship in a universe that yeah. very oppositely, like also doesn't make sense, but they're, you know, you're not invited to think as hard about it in that one. Right. It's more just like, this is a mirror universe. And you're just like, okay, I get it. Yeah. I I mean, I think the closest I could come if I was going to kind of create like a unifying mirror universe theory is I just recently read a comic called uh, earth two, which is uh, a comic from the nineties, I believe by Grant Morrison and Frank quietly. And um, in that, the uh, basically our Earth uh, is invaded by. Well, it, it, basically, what happens is that a good Lex Luthor from a mirror, from like a, one of many alternate Earths, a kind of like a mirror alternate Earth of the the DC Comics Earth, like a good Lex Luthor comes to the Justice League uh, on on the the main Earth, the main DC Earth, and says, "Can you please help me go fight?" the evil justice league in my universe, uh, you know, they're, which is when they're called the crime syndicate. And then, uh, they, they go to that universe, but then in so doing that allows the evil justice league, the crime syndicate to go to the DC earth and they start trying to take over. And then the, the justice league try, starts to try to fight crime and, and stop the crime syndicate, the, the earth two, And essentially, uh, the story ends with the Justice League kind of like giving up and also the crime syndicate kind of giving up and each of them going back to their respective Earths. And the rationale being that the way that things work in these universes is that in the DC universe, like there's some kind of like principle of this, you know, the way that this universe vibrates where the good guys win. And in the mirror in, in Earth 2, there's kind of the same kind of frequency, but it's like where usually like evil wins. And there's always going to be like a, a good guy fighting against the evil, but like ultimately evil is going to be victorious. And then it's kind of the same, the reverse of that in Earth Earth 2. And it almost seems like that, where it's like, mm. and I, I, I feel like that's kind of me probably giving it more thought than they did. 
But it almost seems like, you know, no matter what happens, there is some kind of effect that the universes have on each other in terms of similar things or like similar people happen in similar places. But the difference is that no matter what kind of trouble befalls the Starfleet universe, that ultimately progress and 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 good mindedness is going to prevail whereas in the mirror universe like even though goatee spock tries to make a bunch of reforms ultimately that just causes more problems Interesting. and yeah i don't know i again i don't really know that that's necessarily like something that anyone's ever addressed but like yeah i, I think that that's the closest i could come i mean i guess the real question is what would tahane of vulcan think of this story but... uh, who, who knows at one point, I just wrote, "What are the rules? Are there any?" And so, I mean, I, I, that's I think that's what I spent most of the time of thinking yeah. about this episode was was about that kind of a thing. Yeah. The other thing I, that I feel happens in this is so essentially as the plot continues, they they're in this this alternate deep space nine where Bashir is sent to work the the mines, and mm. Kira's sort of the mirror Kira really likes her and keeps her around and. And lets her, kind of gives her the run of the station. And they're both trying to find some way to escape into uh, either through a transporter accident or through going back through the wormhole. They're trying mm-hmm. to get back to our universe. And so then they they go around kind of appealing to all of the the characters on, on Mirror Deep Space Nine to help them. So first they mm-hmm. go to, to Quark, which is which I think is, is really the only one that makes sense, right? That, you know, on on our universe, Quark is kind of this shifty guy that's mostly good, but kind of does these backhanded deals for his own. He's kind of the closest. I mean, I would dispute that he's mostly good based on what we've seen of him so far. Yeah. But go so, on. <laughs> but anyway, I feel like he's the only that you would expect a mirror universe version of Quark to also to not be, morally be gray. completely bad. At least. Yeah. Like if he's yeah. like not completely good in our universe, he's going to not be completely bad in the mirror universe. Right. And they maybe make some progress there and then he gets caught and executed. And so then they go around appealing, like completely, I feel missing the point of a mirror universe because they go to all <laughs> to their the friends, people that yeah. are good, that are their friends and that are good guys in our universe and being like, I know there's some good in you and you'll help us. It's just like, no, but isn't the whole point that that they're not that they're like all of these people are right? Bad? I mean, that's again. This is like the whole what are the rules thing because if they talk to O'Brien and O'Brien just seems like a nice guy. Although I will say that it doesn't really make sense that they keep on they keep on talking to him to say like, can you fix the blah 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 to science us back to the place? And he yeah. keeps on saying like, I. I mean, I know about as much of that as anybody does. And so... Yeah, I'm just like some guy that kind of tinkers in the mines. Yeah. Yeah, so then it doesn't really make sense that, like, you know, he's not the same expert that you that he is in the other the other universe, but... Yeah. But he just seems like I'm pretty much like the same person. And then they talk to Cisco, and Cisco is... Cisco is a, a pirate who's bad, but then... At one point, he gets a pep talk from uh, Good Kira, and then he kind of changes his mind. And that's how they escape, ultimately, is that Cisco yeah. basically just changes his mind and then holds uh, evil Kira at gunpoint and then lets them all get away. 
And right, it, it doesn't really like. I think it works a little bit better in the original version of this because Spock, like, what is mirror Spock? Because Spock is a character who kind of is a cipher, like he doesn't have emotions in the same way. And so, like, I could see how he could be the one who maybe could be swayed by this because maybe it is an emotional appeal. And also, I feel like tra- trying to figure out the reverse of Spock's personality is like a little bit more uh, flexible. Whereas when they appeal to like the better angels of these people who are supposed to be the mirror evil versions of themselves, it just doesn't really seem like it would make logical sense that that would work. Yeah, because they keep saying like, you know, the, the Cisco I know would never do this. And it's just like, well, yeah, that's that's kind of the point, right? Yeah, this is this guy's the opposite of that. They have a similar this is a, you know, this is a similar problem that that pops up in the Discovery stuff, too. There's a lot of stuff that kind of hinges on the affection that one of the characters in discovery uh, that Michael has for uh, Giorgio in the, in the regular version of the show. And, and and then when mirror Giorgio is running around, like they kind of are trying to build in that same emotional link and it doesn't, they're not the same person. They look the same, but they aren't the same person. So I, yeah, I don't know. That doesn't really, it doesn't really fly for me. Um, so basically, they just kind of run around trying to figure stuff out, and then at one point, Bashir and uh, O'Brien try to escape, and then they they fail. And then also, the whoever is the assistant Cardassian on Deep Space Nine wants to stage a coup against Mirror Kira, and then wants to basically offers good Kira. Well, I'll help you get back home if you pretend to be Mirror Kira for a few weeks, um, so that no one suspects that I've committed a coup against her. And she doesn't really want to do that for reasons that I wasn't 100% clear on. Yeah, I don't know why she wouldn't just go along with that. Yeah, because Mira Kira does not really seem like a great person, but, you know, whatever. And, yeah, and then uh, Cisco changes his mind, and then they leave. Um, and they get they get back, and then they they say that you, you find that the rest of the regular DF Space Nine crew has been trying to figure out what happened to them and where they went. And they find them, and then uh, Cisco says to says where have you been and then and then kira says through the looking glass and then <laughs> and then i i said i thought i wrote down that would bother me so much like if if i <laughs> asked you a question about where you were and you just and you didn't say what you didn't just say well i went you know like if i like if if you went to the bathroom or something and then i was like where'd you go and he's like through the looking glass and I was like, that's not i didn't ask you to be poetic yeah. i that's answers that answer is just for you. It's not you're not you're not assisting the person who asked you the question. Yeah. Now was that the I was trying to think, is that what was the name of the original series episode? Was it through the Mirror Mirror? Back? Oh, is it just called Mirror Mirror? Okay. Yeah. I wanna I'm gonna look up and see if there's a I feel like there's an episode called like a mirror episode. Yeah, I'm looking. looking glass. I think they're all ones that have like some sort of ooh, mirror name. I think there's one that's called Through it's, Mirror Dark. It's a different. There is a there's a different episode of Deep Space Nine later called oh, Through okay. Looking Glass that's also about the mirror. I don't know why I know that, but okay. Um, now when it says in the twist in the twisted brutal mirror universe, Benjamin Sisko must assume the role of his dead counterpart in order to save the mirror version of his late wife. So sounds oh, like another riotous time in the mirror universe that we'll have to watch later. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I I just it wasn't really. 
Yeah, I agree. It was not really doing it for me. I, I never quite figured out what the rules were, but it it made me kind of come up with all sorts of of weird theories about you know universes creating one another at fixed points and and all that good stuff. So it was a fun little yeah thought journey. I would say the the only other notes I had about this episode were three things. So one. Uh, when what is the name? What is the name of the of the second in command, Cardassian, on this on the ship? Um, uh, let's see, Garrick. Garrick. Okay. Yeah. So at one point, Garrick is talking about how uh, Mirror Kira is attracted to regular Kira, and he says that she's like a Drathen puppy lig that was left on her doorstep. And I enjoyed. I enjoyed. That's that's a that's a that's a good uh, Star Trek thing where they yeah. talk about a thing that would be a normal thing, but they change it to an alien thing. That's a good, a good example of that. A Drathen puppy league. Um, I also said at the end of the episode, Bashir shoots Odo and Odo explodes in like viscera. Like it was not the way that yeah. usually people get killed by guns. Cause, cause he's the, the shape, like he's actually just a, this like semi solid fluid, Thing. And so I think it's that that's supposed to be just sort of exploding everywhere, you know, because he's the one that like he can turn into a puddle or he can shape shift into a table in the a corner. Table, yeah. The, yeah. the whole why is there just randomly a chair in the middle of this airlock? Yeah, um, type thing. But but yeah, so, but he's actually a like a fluid or like a gel type thing is what it's his like actual putty. like state is. Yeah, is he's essentially <laughs> silly putty, and he just has decided to look like a human or like a humanoid. And so I think that's sort of what that was supposed to be. It's just, it's really weird though. It looked like you could see like guts and stuff like a little bit, like the last time I, I can, I can think of that like approaches like that level of what appears to be like viscera or gore or something is in the first season of next generation. Oh, where there's yeah. that one episode about those parasites that like, go inside of people and then yeah that, uh, one, that control them. I feel like very like surprisingly gory yeah like a guy's head explodes in that, in that episode yeah um, that was such a yeah weird. that was really yeah because this one where it's it's like Riker and Picard like run into a room and the guy's sitting behind a desk and they just like shoot their phasers at his head and it, explodes <laughs> it blows and up yeah yeah that that episode's good, by the way. That's like one of my. That's like one of the few first season uh, TNG episodes that I like. But um, that's I said that. And then the last thing I said is that at one point when Good Kira is trying to get Mirror Cisco to turn on Mirror Kira, um, Cisco says he can't because she she'll have my head or something else. <laughs> and so I wrote down his penis. Like what? What is he talking about? I think that's what he was talking about, right? Because they have this, they kind of, and they never explicitly say it, but I feel like they kind of hint that he's sort of this boy toy type thing where she'll just summon him for the purposes of sex and then send him away. I just don't, again, it's like, I don't have a problem with some of that stuff in general. Like, I don't think it should be excised from all fiction or whatever, but I just don't really know that I want to watch a Star Trek Mirror Universe episode where a guy says, maybe she'll cut off my penis. I don't know. I just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's not, it's totally just not really, not only is it not really what I want, it's just like, I just don't really think this episode just really worked. It just didn't, it just kind of felt very long and didn't really click with me. I don't know. Did, what, did you have anything else? What did you, what did you, what else did you have up for your notes? 
those were the main things that I took notes of, is the continuity, the problem of how all these people ended up on the space station, the fact that the characters keep missing the point, and that there's no goatees. Mm-hmm. And the quirk was pretty much just the same. Yeah. Although I guess O'Brien yeah. was pretty much just the same, too. Yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah, and then, and then Cisco, it seems like, was basically the same, but that his circumstances had changed him, you know? Yeah, he seemed a little bit more, like, chaotic. You know, I feel like you generally think of Cisco as being kind of stern and by the book, and this mm-hmm. one was was more kind of wild and crazy. But Yeah, the only, the only people who seemed actually bad were Odo and Kira. And even Kira didn't seem like the worst, because there was yeah, a moment where she basically kept, like, like, she really could kill people. other Kira. Yeah, I don't know. It's a... Uh, it's an odd one, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if they have a lot else for that, um, but we, we appreciate people listening to the podcast, and this has been, this is the third, this is the third episode in a row where we have not really liked the episode, so I do apologize, uh, but hopefully they're still fun to listen to. Um, what are we, what are we doing next time? Our next episode is, uh, our next episode is another Enterprise episode. Uh, it is Enterprise Season 1, Episode 25, Two Days and Two Nights. Um, so uh, that's what we're going to be watching in a couple weeks. Does that seem and like not necessarily that long of a time to you? Two Days and Two Nights? Yeah. like it, it, is it, it, I don't know that it's long enough to be that dramatic for the title. I don't know. I mean, I guess that depends on what is happening. That's like, fair. Uh, I can think of a lot of things I would think was impressive if you did them for two days and two nights but okay. uh the uh so that's that's the next episode we're doing um you, that you can come back in two weeks and listen to us talk about that uh in the meantime you can follow us uh or leave a review for us on itunes um or apple, apple podcast or wherever uh, our twitter is contracts at c-o-n-t-r-e-k-s or you can email us at out of contracts at gmail.com Um, And in the meantime, we thank you very much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Bye.